I talk to strangers day or night. I talk to strangers in any kind of line. It makes sense to me to believe in the kindness and the trust I receive. I talk to strangers. I talk to strangers. Here in Paradise, otherwise known as Robins Bay, Jamaica, with my new friend, very recently former stranger. Absolutely. No Char- longer. Charmaine. We are fast friends. Right. Charmaine Davis Elliott. Yes. She tells me I have to have an, a Jamaican accent to say Elliott. And I, I could. Um, hi. Hi. How are you? I am blessed. How are you? <laughs> you clearly are. Oh, man. I, I wish that our listeners could be here with us to see this gorgeous place. We'll give them some pictures. Um, but we're having a visitor. So we met, was it just yesterday? It seems like forever. <laughs> We've had so many nice chats <laughs> yeah, since then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Charmaine is working here at Strawberry Fields forever. Yeah, well, together. on and off. No, to- oh, together. <laughs> yeah. I always Rose call it Strawberry, Strawberry Fields, Fields together. together. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. But the name of this place, I wouldn't even go so far as to call it a resort. It feels like a camp, Yeah, right? It's more of, a, we call it like our rustic paradise down here. Rustic paradise. Yeah. Rustic Paradise description. Yeah. So, and you've been tell me a little bit about yourself. We we what is your? Um, we were talking a little bit about titles, and you mm. do so many things, mm. and so you called yourself. Tell I, tell I, our I, listeners. I call myself a hustling housewife. <laughs> this is why we were fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I too am a hustling yeah. housewife. So. You know, it it it. I I find that um, I get very bored real quick yeah so I have to do a variety of things that occupy my brain keeps me occupied I, I try to always have a project working on yeah uh, somewhere going right um, and if not then I create it I make it happen yeah yeah so tell me oh so so when we met we were asking you you know so you your background you grew up in Jamaica yeah. tell me a little bit about um, I was born in Jamaica. I migrated with my family in, I think it was 1980. Um, and I grew up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Cool. And from there, I pretty much did all of my schooling. I went to Johnson & Wales for two years. And then I came to Jamaica on a whim, really. <laughs> just decided a girlfriend of mine from New York said, let's go to Jamaica. Yeah. So we pretty much just picked up ourselves and went to LaGuardia. We actually bought the tickets while we were at LaGuardia. Wow, I've always wanted to do that. That's that's crazy. I think that was I so crazy, that. but we just decided, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just go. And so you hadn't been back? I had I came back once. Huh. And it was funny because my parents used to come every year. Yeah. And I just never had any interest to come back. I never had any interest in uh maybe about the end of the 80s my parents something I think we had a death in the family and my parents said okay you have to go I have to go to the funeral Mm -hmm. and I came back and it was the one time that I came back to Jamaica and Mm -hmm. I just was like you know what never gonna go back there yeah never gonna go back I didn't love it didn't have a great time Mm -hmm. um I just found it very boring but I think maybe my my mind had become kind of foreignized 
you know, yeah. far nights. Well, I, I used to go. Yeah. I used to go roller skating. It was so yeah. fun. Con, you right. know, convenient for me to just go to the mall and right. and go to the movies. But here, it's a, in Jamaica. It's a little bit more difficult. So, um, and I think too because I had more freedom in America. Yeah, I think as a kid, I I had more freedom. The kids here, as much as they are allowed to do a lot of things that American kids aren't do, like go to the store and buy a six pack of beer, for right. example, for their <laughs> right. parents. Um, they didn't really have a lot of freedom. So huh. even to go to the movies might have been very hard because, you know, you have to take a bus. Right. You know, and whereas we would just get dropped off everywhere. Yeah. So um, when I was about 20, I, my girlfriend and I decided, okay, we're going. Let's go. Yeah. And we went to LaGuardia, bought our tickets. And honestly, that was in December of 1993. And I was hitchhiking in January 1994, and my husband picked me up. So we met <laughs> when I was literally picked me up. I was 20, he was 22, and here I am 25 years later. With him? Solidly. <laughs> Solidly. I love that. And you have two kids. I've got two kids. I have a, I have a boy, two boys. One is 14 and one is 10. Yeah. And I call him night and day. Yeah. <laughs> Night and day. <laughs> well, it's so cool because I think what's so interesting about <clears throat> sort of when I travel and when I meet people and I and we talked about it like why why there are certain people where you immediately connect. Right. And that's always like it's a huge theme yeah. in my podcast and mm-hmm. in my life, you know. And and I think it's interesting cuz we talked and my husband and I were talking about it before and you agree it's it's about energy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it's the energy between people and sort of this idea of like this, um, when you were first talking, when we first walked up and we were just standing chatting with you in the restaurant, you know, it's like, there's so much energy to you. There's so much life to like everything you talked about. I could relate to, even though we live in such different places, Absolutely. right? And you look around and you go, well, how, and people always say like, how can you have anything? You don't have things in common because oh, you live across do. the world, but. But That's we what's do. fascinating. I, I, I actually, I think I was attracted to you. I yeah. thought that the light that you had around you really kind of brought me to you to make me very um, comfortable. I mean, I generally get along with people anyways. It's yeah. my, my business to right. be nice. But the fact is, um, after, you know, when, when once you say hello, yeah. there's a certain level of connection. Either you feel it right away or you don't. Because yeah. some people are not receptive even to your hello. Right. Right. I find that in New York, sadly, a lot. And I get, I've tried to back off a little bit because I've realized that we're on this journey and there are certain people we're meant to connect with. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, certainly when you live in New York, you can't connect with everybody. Here in this little area. Yeah. You could feasibly and should probably say hello. People seem to introduce themselves here. Yeah. In such a different way. Do you know, I just think it's, it's. For me, um, when I came back here and I decided I was going to go into, really my first job was in real estate. So I decided because, you know, as I told you earlier, my, my, my parents, my father in particular, cut me off financially because I decided I'm going to pick up myself and shack up with a boy in Jamaica, right? <laughs> right. So my father was like, oh, It's a great road to being disowned. Oh. 
okay, well, you know, I guess this is it for you in your life. So I Do have to... Do you have to... a relationship with him now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you know what? I, regardless, he just support it financially. Right. Your he just wouldn't. Right. He wouldn't support the decision financially, but he always did support me. Oh, that's So, right. we, you know, we didn't talk maybe... I would say just a couple of months because I, I, I am my father's first child mm. and my parents only have three kids. I am the oldest. I I, I, I kind of am the boss of my family in a sense. You know, I'm bossy. <laughs> I can see that you'd be the boss. I'm, bo- I'm not bossy. I'm just, you know, I just know what I want. I know what I like. Right, right. And I have always been very strong-willed. Mm. So my parents, when I said to them, um, I'm going to go, my father, his his thing was what about school? You know, because right. these are Jamaican parents who all they ever want is as all parents, because it's what now as a mom, it's what right. I want for my own kids is for them to do better than us. Right. So I think right. my dad was like, what the hell are you doing? I took you out of Jamaica to take you out of a third world country and here you are now with your first world mentality going back to live in this third world environment. But I... I had to have a sit down with my dad just to say to him, you know, your life is your life and that's great and I love you and I appreciate everything you did for me. But in order for me to be happy, I have to find my own happiness. And if my own happiness means that I'm going to go live in this third world country, um, then guess what? See ya. But also, I might say that you're doing it, and I've met so many amazing people since I've been here. And we've, you know, we've had these lovely gentlemen who've driven us around and showed us the places and you know Damon took us on this fabulous hike and with this yeah. machete and it's yeah. like you know to me when I come to these places and granted I'm you know paying a bunch of money for a nice room on the yeah. Caribbean Sea yeah. and I'm you know yeah. so I'm obviously in a privileged position the vantage point that I'm getting right but this isn't a big resort filled with people and, you know, all kinds of party games and Rustic Jamaica night. It's, like, it's Jamaica night every night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jamaica night every night. Exactly. So, but from what I see and from the people here that I've met, a lot of whom actually go and work a number of months in the and, U.S. Yeah. and come back here. Yeah. You know, you bring back here. Your parents gave you this American education. and yeah. And yet, I find it to be... This is going to sound terrible, but I had this conversation with a woman who lives in London now who came back here, and we met her at the little juice hut down the way. Yeah. It is very sophisticated in terms of people's understanding of the world. Yeah. They they don't... And and because I I don't... I think because we we still have knowledge of what's happening on the outside world. But when we're on this island, I find that we live real simply. Yeah, that's what I so love. So even even the richest of person on this island still enjoys their life and lives it still simply. Yeah. Right? So, and we talk a lot about that in the U.S. Yeah. A lot about that now. Yeah. And, and it's a huge trend, right, toward local foods. And yeah. Good luck Organic. eating local in yeah, Brooklyn. It's so expensive. You know, and people are beginning, beginning to sort of see. I mean, some people have chickens and, yeah you know yeah. I mean we're beginning to try to understand get some sense but so much of it is such BS right. in Brooklyn and right. I just have to roll my eyes yeah whereas when we're on a hike with Damon through to the waterfall he is cutting down um guavas yeah. and opening them up yeah and then I'm like what is that and he said oh it's from the almond tree yeah. and he cuts open an almond yeah. and hands me one and you can have a nut right right away right, right from the tree <laughs> 
Mm. I mean, that is spectacular. Yeah. And that is like, okay. It puts a lot in perspective when we go and we buy from Whole Foods, yeah. the latest organic this or that, yeah. because the simplicity of living like that is really, it's, it's really understanding. I mean, you know, he made a lot of the furniture here, yeah. he said. Yeah. And no, it's absolutely. beautiful, absolutely. like rustic wooden yeah. furniture in, in our room and all around. And and it's made, if you look around, you can't see, but I'll explain. You know, the the bamboo around the shower yeah. and the wood from the, for the roof and yeah. the flooring. And, and even the, tr- the trees here, there's a, a special tree on this property called the Santa Maria. Oh, yeah. And that's what most of the, the beddings, the beddings, the benches, uh, seating, it's made out of, which is so awesome because um, Kim... Whenever she does cut down a tree, she tries yeah. to repurpose it. Yeah. So even if it's something that can't fully be used, she'll cut it up and make um, uh, what we'd call like pavers. Yeah. Right. So she puts them in the ground for us to walk on and use it as a paver. So I, I appreciate that and yeah. I love that because yeah. that to me is um, really just kind of making full use out of your environment and 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 just be. I I, I personally prefer a much more simple. Um, happy life. Yeah. I, I really, I know at this point in my life, I know it sounds so, you know, I don't know, strange because I guess everybody's seeking happiness. But I, I think at this point in my life, I've learned that, you know, like when I was in my 20s and my 30s, I worked my ass off. I thought money was really important. Yeah. Right? I thought because my whole life, that's what I was taught was that you need money, the rain. I know. Right? It's going to be loud for <laughs> Yeah. You hear the rain it's two on o'clock the roof. Yeah. Is that really like every day? Rain. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I I find that um what were we saying? I got distracted by the rain. About money. Um, money. money makes yeah. Sense. So I I when I hit my 40s, I I really took a step back. I I I decided I was going to become the woman I always wanted to be. Mm. That's what oh, I decided. Yeah. So I I really and took that's a step. How you appear, though. I took that's a step what I loved about and your looked attitude, at my life, yeah. and I said, you know what, Charmaine, um, forget this, forget this. None, none, none of this, and even all the money, it's it's not really what makes you happy. So I first thing I really did when I turned forty was I took all negative energy out of my life. Mm. So including family, I stopped speaking to people who I thought drained my energy because I. I tend to have a lot of energy and I tend to, 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 to listen. I'm a good listener. So people yeah. will talk to me and they give it to me. And, and sometimes, you know, I will listen and I'm, I'm, I'm always there. But the fact is, if I found that it was draining me too much, I just took myself away from it and started to kind of put that energy back into myself. Yeah. So I, I start, well, the first couple of years, you know, I, I learned how to, survive without money or have money be my my drive because really really was my drive in my 20s and my 30s mm-hmm. so I took that out of my head and I said you know well you know dear baby Jesus if this is it and I'm gonna be broke forever then let me be broke and happy right, right? so thank God I am a hustling housewife yeah. and I do sell real estate on the island I do sell Rodan Fields. Oh, yeah. um, I also do a lot of consultancy work. So yeah. here, because of all the experiences I've had in the first 20 years of living here, the last five years I've gone into consulting. Mm-hmm. I've gone into, you know, I, I have 
you see me here. We met in the kitchen. Yeah. I have not. Because you'd done cooking, you'd said, for Abs- the Marley family. Yeah, and absolutely. For, yeah. And I ran the restaurant at the Bob Marley Museum. I have been, I mean, I've, I've cooked ackee and sawfish for Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, yeah. I have, I, 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 you know, and I hate to sound like an ass, but some people here in Jamaica might say I'm a celebrity chef and they can't afford me. Right. Right? <laughs> so, and I'm okay with that because cooking is very hard work and I, I love it so much that yeah. I give it my all. Yeah. But it's not where I want to be. I don't want to spend 15 hours a day in a kitchen anymore. So, and, and even catering, I've kind of slowed down on that too, because yeah. I thought, you That's know, at business. first I was going to, I took uh, maybe three big jobs for the year. Uh, eventually two years ago, I did one wedding for 300 people. And I said, you know what? Eh, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. <laughs> um, so, so I just went right into more consultancy, teaching customer service, uh, you know, for, because I find even here, as much as we are, we deal with a lot of tourism. Tourism is our number one money maker on this island. Uh, we're not great at it. Yeah. We're not great at it, just in terms of customer service. So if you, you know, when you're at a big hotel, um, it might be easier for you to not see it so much because right. these people are robots. They're yeah, robots when they work at those big hotels. When you're in a small environment like this, it's very easy for you to see if someone's having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Right? So for for me, um, again, because my friend is the owner here, I wanted to, she's asked me to come and help her to just teach some customer service skills Mm -hmm. and also teach them to, not because you're here living in a rural environment, means that you can't earn extra money off of your skill. Yeah. Right? So I'm also teaching them how to earn tips. Yeah. Just by being nice. Yeah. You know? So, and, and, and being patient. Because a lot of them just might not have any patience. What's so interesting, because I've found people to be very friendly here. We went yesterday oh, yeah. at your suggestion to Firefly, which is Noel Coward's house, which is so fabulous. And it was, you know, we were the only ones on the tour. Yeah. And the woman who was there came and greeted us and introduced herself and we introduced ourselves and it was so personal what was her name do you remember was it Karen was it Karen no I asked her about you she didn't know you okay maybe it was maybe it's a new person I'm terrible with names and people keep giving them to me and I'm trying to be better about remembering them but it has been especially the way we've done it because I did want to avoid tourism and crowds here that we've stayed in a small you know smaller less populated parts of the island but I guess you know, not everybody vacations that way, yeah, right? And yeah. some people do really want people to fawn over them. Or yeah. to, and I do think that the personal experience is important, making yeah. that connection. Yeah, right? I and agree I always with you. say that in New York, like at my grocery store, I always break through their sort of, they talk to each other. Right. And I walk up and I feel like I'm interrupting yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of being annoyed, yeah. I've just been super friendly yeah. and I've just stopped them by saying, so, oh, I love your necklace yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I've become friends with all right. of them, and they know me and like me, and they'll stop and actually engage. But right. I, it easily could have gone the other way and been this sort of negative interaction, right. which I talk about energy. Yeah. I mean, I don't want that yeah. negative energy. Yeah. So I try to shift it. And to your point about customer service, a friend of mine and I had talked about doing that at local restaurants because... They do not connect. Yeah, yeah, and there has to be a connection. I think when you're when you're in this industry in particular, because you're. For me, I I put a lot of love into my food, 
So the, I, I care very much about your experience yeah. in my place. Yeah, so yeah. even if I am working for someone, I put my all into it just the same. And I want to ensure that you're happy. Yeah. Especially because you're eating. It's not that you're coming to shop. You're right. eating a meal. I'm right. giving you nutrition for your body, you know. Right. So I really want to do it with love so that you feel good and positive and energized. And I know it might sound ridiculous because it's a fried fish, but at the same time, it just means a lot to me that I know that I, I put my love into it. But there is a lot of love. And the thing I think you can, I mean, I imagine it's for the people here. It seems to me there is a lot of love for the food, for the environment. I mean, yeah. we learn, we've learned so much about the foods we're eating here. Yeah. And sort of where they come from. Oh, people, you know, the, these are the people who go out. We went out on a boat yeah. with some fishermen. Yeah. You know, you, you hear what their local catch is. Yeah. It's, it is so, everyone is so connected. I mean, every driver we've had is able to point out certain kinds of trees. Absolutely. And talk about, like you said, yeah. using every part of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of knowledge. It's what I love, though. It's what I really love about living here. And that's kind of when I said to you, you know, when I find myself sitting at like the Hyatt Plaza, you know, and I'm looking out and I'm and I'm I'm watching the world go. And I think to myself, wow, this is so fake to me now. Yeah. And one time I loved it so much. Yeah. But but my mind is just in a different frame of mind where really I think for me, as you know, my husband might disagree where I, he, cause you know, I, I do like nice things, right. but less is more. Yeah. So everything for me has to serve a purpose, right? So we even, have to enjoy. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about that in, you know, now this Maria Kondo book about like touch everything you have. Yeah. And, and it, it really obviously took off like wildfire yeah. because the reality is that even people who have, I mean, my cleaning lady was telling me about a woman she cleans for who's a hoarder, yeah. like in, on a serious yeah. level, oh, gosh. and shops every day. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the thing is, at some point, I think that people lose touch with what those things mean to them. Right. Right? It's not about the thing anymore. No. Whereas when I come... It's like an emotion. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's an emotion. It's like either it makes them happy, it makes them feel good for a minute. But I always say to people, you know, like, uh, happiness is an emotion. Uh, sad, being sad, it's an emotion. We can change it. Just like, you know, when you we can do it in a second. I can get angry in like two seconds. Yeah. Right? Which means that I can also get myself out of it in two seconds. Well, that's the sort of brainwash, right? Like, I've been working with kids, and yeah. you said you do some yeah. work yeah. with kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I think that that's the point, is that... We do have, and I was thinking even about people who leave Jamaica to go get what they want yep. someplace else. Yep. Like your father, like yep. that's a choice. Yeah. And I feel like when I work with kids in the projects and people kind of roll my roll their eyes and say, well, you have so much, of course yeah. you think they can get, yeah. they don't have the opportunities, blah, blah, mm. blah. Bullshit. Because yeah. I know how smart they are and I know that they're living in a city that has so much opportunity. Absolutely. So I know that if they knew about it, if somebody... If they knew how to go get it. Yeah. And if they had the idea that they could have whatever they wanted, they could have whatever they wanted. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I I have chosen to raise my two little kids here in Jamaica. 
Um, but I teach my kids also that not because they were born in Manchester, New Hampshire, means that America is the world. Yeah. Right? I tell my kids, you can go to, you can go to university anywhere in the world you choose to go. The yeah. world is such a big place. Spin, yeah. spin the globe and pick a spot. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be. Because here in, here in Jamaica, we tend to always go to America. Yeah. It's either America or England, to be right. honest. Yeah. America or England. Um, and, and they're so kind of closed off to the rest of the world that for me, I, I think it's here, we're in such a good location that we can do anything, we can go anywhere. Yeah. And, and we are blessed that we have, we can achieve, right? We can achieve. And, I, and I, what I like as well about here and living here is kind of how competitive it is in terms of schooling, yeah. because it really forces all the children to, to do well in school. Mm-hmm. And if you do not do well in school, unfortunately, you know, you, you, you might have a, a, a less of a job, let's say, and you might not end up in university, let's say. But the fact is, we there's a position here for everyone. Yeah. So, you know, like my housekeeper, for example, my housekeeper has a, a helper. So my housekeeper, when she goes home, her, la- her laundry is also done. Right. Because she has somebody coming in to wash her laundry. Right, right. Well, she's right? the business person. I'm always disgusted with the idea that people say to me, it's so rude that you like have a cleaning lady. Like how how dare don't you feel bad about yourself? I'm like, how could I possibly feel bad about employing a woman who has moved to this country to support herself? I, I feel bad. Like no, people I don't said feel that bad. to me about my nanny I, too. I, I don't feel bad. Like I hired a you woman who bad. needed to support herself. Yeah, you can't feel bad because everybody needs a job, and and as much as whatever you you have not forced anyone to come into your house to no, clean or to take not. care of your kids. I know. They're so happy to come and do it. Uh, if you treat people well, right. which I do, and I, I wrote her a letter for her to get her green card. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I've, I help her whenever she needs anything she asks for clothes or yeah. whatever she needs, yeah. she gets. She has an abundance of, of support right. from her clients. Yeah. And she's a businesswoman. Yeah. And, and she's an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so to, to, to talk about her as if it's actually it's the people it's a who, mentality. But I mean, the people who say that I'm doing something wrong by doing that, actually, they're the ones who have a different perspective about how important her work is. Yeah, yeah. I thank her profusely. Yeah. She comes every two weeks, and my life is better yeah. because of her. Listen, I love my housekeeper. <laughs> I mean, I've had her for 15 years. I adore her. I spoil her. I, I have to take care of her like she's family because... Um, she takes care of me. Right. She takes care of my children. She she will. I, if I allow her to cook food for me in my house, um, that means that I put a lot of trust and love into her. Yeah. And and I and I do know that when once you treat people well, they will want to treat you well. No, exactly. You know, and you love them, they're going to love you back. But it's the same principles that apply wherever, and that's what I think yeah. is so special about having come here and met you. And it feels like I'm, I'm seeking always in my travels to understand how similar people are. Yeah. Because as yeah. different as our surroundings yeah. might look. Yeah. We're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah. you taking the time yeah. to chat. And I and sure. I'm very happy I met you. And I can I can honestly say that I hope when I get to Brooklyn we have a yeah. cup of coffee and oh, yeah. maybe a cocktail. 
right? When when when, when we link good. up, yeah. And remember, everybody, you too could meet such a fabulous stranger as Charmaine. So don't forget to talk to strangers. Talk to strangers.